You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Thunder First Take Post Game Show here on this lovely Saturday evening. You've got me. I am Madison Morris. You've got Brady Trantham. He's Brady Trantham. Woo, that's me. <laughs> and, of course, keeping us on air and alive and being awesome, as always, you have Nate Baldwin behind the glass. Uh, what a game. This was unreal. Wow, this was, uh, according to the Thunder, this is the largest comeback in Thunder history. Uh, 26-point deficit. I'm spent. It's Saturday night, though. (laughs) That is the perfect way to kick off your Saturday night. If you are a Thunder fan, watching the Thunder come back from a 26-point deficit. And that's exactly what we got to do tonight here in the, whatever, the uh, franchise studios here at Tyler Media. Uh, headquarters, our lair. Head- <laughs> this is where we live, basically. Yeah, this we is have where our, laborato- our laboratory. But my goodness, let's go ahead and dive into this win for the Thunder. Paul George, of course, leading the way uh, with 45 points, has 11 rebounds, 3 assists, steals the ball. Uh, Russell Westbrook picking up his ninth consecutive triple-double tonight. He finished with uh, 21 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. We won't talk about the 10 turnovers, but, uh, you know, it, it happened. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to talk about with Russell Westbrook. I mean, w- w- just a night and day fourth quarter for him. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't even just the beginning and then the rest was okay. No, he played terrible. He played yes. terrible until about the two-minute mark. Um, when uh, he, he just decided, okay, I'm, I'm done shooting. Mm-hmm. I think he was 0 for 4, 0 for 5 to start the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. He went through a spurt where he was deferring to Paul George a little bit. Paul George hit some shots, bring the Thunder back, and eventually take that lead. They had a chance to possibly stretch that lead a little bit further than I believe it was 5 at, at the time. Houston went on a 9-0 run to retake the lead. And it all came down to one out of bounds play um, for the Thunder. Uh, if they don't get this, if they don't get this bucket, it's it's probably going to look grim for their future mm-hmm. for this game. Billy Donovan does what he does best, calls a really a, a brilliant out of bounds play. Russell Westbrook gets the inbounds pass, splits two defenders, and has a wide open lane. And he's going to hit that shot all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, good, good thing he didn't try and dunk it like he did yeah. against Memphis. <laughs> well, that um, been bad. He hits the layup, and then on the other end. Defends James Harden as well as you can defend him and forces Harden into a deep three that he misses. Paul George gets the rebound, is fouled, hits both free throws. The Thunder up by three with three seconds left, and then they force another turnover. So just a a fantastic finish to the fourth quarter by Russell Westbrook. Right, and I think Russ said it best in his postgame. He was telling uh, ESPN, you know, my game is not predicated on my offensive skills. He is ready to work on every end of the ball. Yes, it was pretty tragic of a basketball game for him tonight, but he was able to finish strong. And I really liked what Brady said uh, on Twitter. If you guys don't follow Brady on Twitter, you should do it at Brady Does Sports. And he did say on Twitter that it's not necessarily about how you start this game, but it is going to be how you finish the game, and that's exactly what Russell Westbrook did tonight. Uh, he did some pretty incredible things there in the fourth quarter when it mattered most. That's why the Thunder were able to take the 117-112 to 112 win, and I believe this is their 36th win of the season. So, uh, 30, Yeah, 36-19. Now. Um, now they have the series lead 2-1 uh, to one over Houston, so that's that's going to be good, considering how hot Houston's been in, right. in the last month and a half. You, you want these tiebreakers. They've got another big game coming up in terms of seeding and uh, the 
tiebreaker on Monday at home against the Portland Trailblazers. The Thunder win that. They they will um, win that season series 3-0 or um, 3-0 until the fourth game. So uh, a huge win for this team. And when you think about the week that they've had, they had Sunday... Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, where they lost a tragic, <laughs> in, in tragic fashion, I should say, to the Boston Celtics with Russell Westbrook having that bad turnover to end the game. Mm-hmm. Then they win twice against trash competition at home throughout um, through the week. Then they have another huge road game tonight, and Russell Westbrook has his chance to redeem himself, not just for the fourth quarter tonight, but for that ending in Boston on Sunday. And he did exactly that. So just again, I can't I can't say enough good about Russell Westbrook tonight. Well, talking about Russell Westbrook, talking about Paul George, we have other players to talk about. So, uh, Nate, go ahead and give us our player of the game. Now, the Franchise Thunder player of the game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. You want to kick this one off? I mean, it's... See, it seems like every time I do the post game show, I get I get sandwiched with these. Paul George has all the points and hits all these great shots, but there's an, but there's always another guy that makes so many crucial plays throughout the game, and you can you can kind of pick you know you can pick and choose some guys that made some crucial plays. Dennis Schroeder had an incredible third quarter. I mean, it's I mean he didn't have the fourth quarter that he had against Orlando um, a week week and a half ago, but he certainly got the Thunder back in that third quarter when they were down as many as twenty six points. The Thunder outscored the, the Rockets 42-20 to 20 in the third quarter, and a lot of that came from Dennis Schroeder. He, he finishes with 17 points. I feel like 15 of them were in that third quarter run. Mm-hmm. You, you, can pick, you can go from Dennis Schroeder. You can go Terrence Ferguson, who had big plays all night, not just shooting, but setting up other guys. You know, a, a lot of that work that um, from Summer League that John Hamm and I went to, you know, it's starting to show itself a little bit in spurts here and there. Um, Russell Westbrook, who I've been fawning over for his <laughs> final plays in the fourth quarter. But no, this was a game between two of the probably the top three MVP candidates uh, going into tonight, James Harden and Paul George. James Harden, of course, finishes with 42 points, j- was just incredible, hitting all these crazy shots, getting to the foul line, had 15 free throws. My goodness. My goodness. Um, but, you know, Paul George, he outgunned him tonight. 45 points, 11 rebounds, three assists. Um, made some key defensive plays towards the end. Just uh, Paul George was the better player tonight, and the Thunder needed it. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I mean, obviously that is going to be kind of the obvious choice when it comes to talking about the player of the game. Um, I want to go back and just – I'm going to say that my player of the game is Dennis Schroeder, just because, yes, the Thunder went to the locker room at halftime with a 26-point deficit. It was horrible. It just looked like this game was about to be swallowed up by the by the Rockets and just a very embarrassing, awful loss for the Thunder. But then they come back out of the locker room, and Dennis Schroeder scores, I, I believe he picked up 13 points in quarter three. Uh, he scored 17 points in 18 minutes. He was just boom, 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 right out of the gate. And that's kind of what helped the Thunder really get back into this game was Dennis. And I mean, they, I think they ended the third quarter 90 all. So it was just, it was a huge and crucial quarter for Dennis. And yeah, he didn't have, I don't think he had, no, he didn't have any points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, yeah, the fourth quarter is really where it (laughs) mattered. But when it comes to Dennis Schroeder, he brought life back to the Thunder in that third quarter. That's why I would say that he is my player of the game. I mean, I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I mean, it's definitely a choice that people probably won't think of at first hand when, they ha- when you have Paul George that's 45 points and Russell Westbrook's pick um, into the fourth quarter, I should say. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. The Thunder don't even have a prayer to win this game or even be in the conversation to give themselves a chance to win at the end, if not for Dennis Schroeder. And it's just another example of how valuable 
all these players are on on this team. I mean, yeah, Dennis Schroeder had a great third quarter, but Nerlens Noel seemed it seemed like he went through a four minute stretch where he was getting every loose ball and every offensive and de- and key defensive rebound to allow the Thunder to not. You know, they they would go on a run, and then it's like all that it takes for Houston to gain back control is just to hit another deep three, which they're always capable. Everybody on that team is capable of hitting a deep three. And, you know, Schroeder, Derlin's Noel, and even Deontay Burton tonight. Deontay Burton hey. was getting schooled by James Harden. Then Harden goes to the, um, goes to the bench in the third. Uh, which re- also kicked off this huge run for the Thunder. But Deontay Burton, he he learned in a matter of seconds how to defend fairly well, you know, considering all things, because he went from fouling James Harden left and right to holding Chris Paul and forcing him into some tough shots that he missed, which also led into this run. So uh, just, you know, you look at the box where there's not a lot of scoring balance because, you know, most of the scoring came from three players or four players if you want to throw in Terrence Ferguson. Uh, nobody else in double figures outside uh, of four players, but... Everybody made key plays tonight, so just a really, really good win for this team. Yeah, and I so looking at the Rockets pockets, uh, pocket, the Rockets box score. I just I wasn't necessarily overall impressed with the way that they performed as a team. So that's why I definitely think that the Thunder outplayed the Rockets even when they were way down. But you know, it was basically just the James Harden show, which is kind of to be expected. Obviously, uh, Kenneth Reed, Chris Paul contributed but um i don't know i just i wasn't really impressed with the way chris paul was there he was present he was present but i wasn't really (laughs) impressed with the way that the rockets were as one unit so that's why it was just kind of like a well this is i mean it's kind of annoying that they were able to get so far ahead of the thunder at that or in the first half because it it wasn't really a team sport at that time so it was basically just the james harden show and i mean that's kind of how the thunder were last year with russell westbrook so i mean now i'm starting to see more of that frustration but I don't know. It just it, it wasn't impressive to me. Madison, I don't want to toot my own horn here. <laughs> toot it away. <laughs> but Nate, maybe you heard this as well. Madison, maybe you remember second quarter when Houston outscored what? What they outscored the Thunder forty five, forty two to twenty three, where they were just hitting everything. I'm watching it. And I agree with everything you just said because I wasn't impressed with Houston like as a team. Like James Harden is great. They've got some individual players that can do some nice things and stretches. But in that second quarter, I'm watching it. I'm just going, and I said, the Thunder are going to come back and win this game. And it kind of felt weird saying it. I was just maybe trying to be a little different and try to lighten the mood in the room. But I've seen this team do this this entire year. Like they hardly get blown out. They hardly have even in games where they don't shoot the ball well and Russell Westbrook is oh for a thousand from the three point line. <laughs> they lose those games by a possession or two. Mm-hmm. That this team can just turn it on defensively and they can go on runs so quickly in the blink of an eye that all of a sudden you look up, oh, that thirty point deficit is now single digits. Uh-huh. This team has the capability to bring themselves back in any type of game, whether it's a grind out game, whether it's a shootout game. No matter if it's, you know, counter to their flaws, they can come back. And I was fully confident they would make a run at some point. Um, they did exactly that. And I'll admit, <laughs> I was actually one of the few times where I'm like, okay, please make me look a little smart right. here <laughs> uh, when they were going on that run. And then the fourth quarter happened and I was like, okay, never mind. Maybe I, I spoke okay, too soon. Wow. But hey, <laughs> they still did the things that I thought that they were going to do. So, um, you know, I think this is a good team. This is a good team recovering, Madison. Uh, I would completely agree. And uh, that's Brady Trantham. I am Madison Morris. We have Nate Baldwin behind the glass. This is 1077, the franchise 1079 in Tulsa. You guys are listening to the Thunder First Take post game show, uh, which I would also like to mention is doubling as Brady and I 
uh, OKC82 podcast tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So you're listening unwillingly. Sorry. Yes, we are not forcing sorry. it upon sorry. you. Good evening, Earth. Good you evening, are listening. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> but yes, uh, Nate, let's go ahead and talk about some possessions of the game and uh, talk about what stood out. that this is my favorite music. I know. That's why your neck always hurts, because you're just headbanging. <laughs> I love to headbang to this song. <laughs> you need to calm down, Madison. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you my possession of the game real quick then, Brady. So this was in the most tragic quarter of the game, actually. And you guys might be listening and saying, what? Like, why do you think this is possession of the game? Well, give me a second. I'll tell you why. It was at the 8-11 mark in quarter two. Uh, Paul George, he... Had this opportunity to kind of drive it to the basket. It looked like he had a pretty wide open shot, but I believe he did have uh, PJ Tucker on him. And he kicks it out to Terrence on the corner. Ferg immediately kicks it out to Patrick Patterson, who passes it to Russ, and it's just a big bunch of passing. And I never really see the, seen the Thunder kind of pass it around this much, and I like this tactic because it wears out defenses. And this is when Houston was being absolutely dominant on defense. And so Russell actually took that opportunity to drive it in for the layup. And this play kind of elevated the Thunder to have two scoring possessions uh, immediately after that. And it brought them out of that scoring drought. I believe they were down maybe like, oh gosh, I don't know, eight or All nine, of the points. Eight or ten or maybe 18, 500. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. It was, it was just a good passing. It was a good offensive tactic to kind of wear down the Houston defense. And it worked because Russell was able to drive it in and make that layup. And it kind of just sparked a little bit of the Thunder to come out of that drought. And so I liked this play just because it was something I hadn't seen before. And it was something I think is going to be more useful if they decide to put it to use. My possession of the game is, and I'm kind of, I want to say one of them, but I think I'll use that for the dunk. I think you kind of, uh, you persuaded me during the game. So I'll sit on that one. Um, I thought that that defensive rebound by Deontay Burton in the third quarter was huge where he, he gets the defensive rebound and it was coming at at a time where the Thunder were going on a run, but it was dangerously close to ending. And it was also dangerously close to Houston swipe the just grabbing all that momentum and taking that lead and extending it and keeping the thunder out of any chance to make a fourth quarter run Deontay Burton grabs that defensive rebound and just casually throws it behind him Jeremy Grant who hits the three and I believe that hit the deficit to maybe two or three it I just remember it being very crucial so I'm I'm going to stick with that of course the who that dunk that when we get to that later, um, I'm going to, it's going to double as a, probably the second possession that I had in mind, but we'll, <laughs> I'll, we'll get to that later. But we'll get to that later. No, that was that was cool. So yes, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. I am Madison. That's Brady. We have Nate. You guys are listening to the Thunder First Take post game show. Thanks so much for joining us on this lovely but chilly Saturday night. Uh, the Thunder do win it, one seventeen to one twelve. When we come back, more to dive into with this game. Uh, we're still going to look ahead what the Thunder have on Monday with. Portland coming to town. Uh, We'll just talk about more logistics of this game, and we'll also even touch a little bit on uh, the Thunder waving Alex Abrinas today. So, uh, yeah, stick with us, and we will dive more into that when we get back. You are listening to the Thunder post game, or whatever this is, the Thunder first take post game show. (laughs) Yes, Uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Who cares? The Thunder first take post game show on one oh seven seven. The franchise one oh seven nine in Tulsa. 
Broadcasting from the Lucky Star Studio, Sports Radio is 1077 The Franchise. Napa Know How. Why get five quarts of Castrol Edge full synthetic motor oil for $28.99? Because that's a good price for high performance oil. And nobody wants mediocre performance. I mean, when's the last time your boss said, here's a raise for being average? That's right, never. Castrol Edge full synthetic, just $28.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends to 2819. Goldilocks went looking for a gym. The first fitness center was small and crowded. No Zumba, no free weights, no saunas, and no child care. The second gym had salespeople and dues as big as a car payment. The third was just right. 10 Gym, where fitness is fun. Goldilocks joined 10 Gym for a penny, only one cent. With large free weight and core stretch areas, open 24 hours, available supervised child care, free Zumba, yoga, and free tanning. Your guests come free. Goldilocks visited 10gym.com and joined for a penny, only one cent. 10 Gym, be fit and be happy. Join 10 Gym's one cent penny sale. Join 10 Gym preferred for a penny. Not a dollar, not a dime, not even a nickel, only a penny. Free fun and exciting classes. Cardio with private TVs, open 24 hours. Full line free wait areas and bring a guest free every day every time hurry join 10 gym or 10 gym.com for a penny only one cent and sunday are you ready for flex stack advanced men welcome to the show it's a winner take all who will have the strength who will have the drive who will win the battle well the answer just might be who uses the new most advanced flex stack ever only found at draper family gnc Packed with clinically tested testafin, shown to raise your free testosterone, giving you raw power, extra energy, and helping you burn off that stubborn body fat. The new formula has two newcomers to the show, Black Maca, which just might give you that libido boost you've been looking for, and Boron Citrate, a scientifically studied ingredient to help you power through the day, shooting up your testosterone while suppressing that nasty estrogen. Men, it's time to win the game. Get to Draper Family GNC and get started today with our new and strongest ever FlexStack Advanced. FlexStack is great, paired with Tamiflex, GNC's new breakthrough in joint health. Clinically proven to help you feel better in just two weeks. Anyone can get injured. Negligence doesn't discriminate, and neither do we. I'm Chris Hammonds with Laird Hammonds Laird Trial Lawyers. We take on cases big and small, because no matter the size of your injury, it's a big deal to you. We have the resources, the experience, and the will to go up against the big insurance companies, because they need to be held accountable. We're Laird Hammonds Laird, and we won't back down from a fight. Call 703-4567 or visit LHLLaw.com. I love to sing. I'm the quarterback. The Oklahoma School for the Blind. And the Oklahoma School for the Deaf. Have high academic standards. Outreach programs. And free specialized training. Stuff we can't learn anywhere else. Find out more. Call the School for the Blind at one 877 229-7136. Call Oklahoma School for the Deaf at 888-685-3323. Brought to you by the Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299. 
and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. If you have diabetes, you're two to four times more likely to develop cardiovascular disease. Be good to yourself and those you love. Know your risk of heart disease. Go to foryoursweetheart.com. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Postgame Show. Presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Welcome back to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Did I say that right this time? You keep headbanging, Madison. I, <laughs> this isn't even really a headbanging song, but I just, I just really like to headbang. Having too much fun right now. I'm having way too much fun because <laughs> this was actually a pretty fun game to watch tonight. The Oklahoma City Thunder defeat the Houston Rockets at 117 to 112 in Houston. Uh, this will be their 36 win of the season and is their third straight win. So uh, good for the Thunder. That that was a big win tonight. For them, just because they did have a couple of—I I mean, I'm not going to call them easy wins. These past two ones at home, but they were more like expected wins. So them coming to Houston tonight and being able to come back from a 26-point deficit to defeat the Houston Rockets—that was huge. No, definitely. I mean, the, the Thunder are nine and one in their last ten games, and they just look like a completely different team than the one who lost four or five when they lost home games to Washington. Uh, Minnesota, they got drummed by Atlanta on the road. Like it, everybody has a case of the Januarys, as John Ham likes to say. Um, I mean, while the defense still, you know, since the offense has kind of raised, um, risen up in the last few weeks, the defense has kind of fallen off a cliff. But again, just like I said at the top of the show, this team has the ability to turn that defense on, and I think it's more important for them as a team to try and find an offensive rhythm because we all know the flaws on this team. You just go down the roster, not a very good shooter, not a very good shooter, blah, 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 could be, could be one, could be one, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's more important for them to find an offensive rhythm, which they have. They're the second or third best three-point shooting team in the league in the, since December, and knowing that they can always go back to the defensive identity that they have. I mean, I'm not worried, you know, right. just get to the all-star rate, keep winning these games. They got two, um, one big one. And then one against the uh, Pelicans whose fan base boos Anthony Davis. Now that's rough. <laughs> so, that's rough. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good look for the thunder going into all-star break, which is um, not what you could say about this team last year. Right No, And I, I mean, that, that was something that I kind of wanted the Thunder to focus on going into this game tonight. Yes, they've been struggling on offense this year. Not everybody on the team, but overall as a team, it hasn't exactly been their strong suit. So what they needed to do was stop focusing on outshooting Houston, and they really needed to notch up the defense because Houston has guys like James Harden. Shocker, I know. And when James Harden is going to drop 29 straight games of scoring 30-plus points, then you're going to have to crack down on defense and stop focusing on trying to outshoot this team that is dominant from the three-point line and protects the rim like no other. And that's kind of why the Thunder struggled so heavily in the first half. So, I mean, I think that's it was something that they were able to kind of recognize going into the locker room at halftime, and that's why they were able to come out and look like a completely different team in the second half of the game. Yeah, I mean, the first half, if you're a Houston fan, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the it was very, exciting, yeah. The very beginning of the, beginning of the game, it seemed like, okay, this is going to be a really fun game because Paul George was on fire. Um, Russell Westbrook, while he was, he had a few possessions of sloppy play. I mean, he, he ended up with 10 turnovers. It seemed like four of them were in the first quarter. And it was fairly balanced the rest of the way. The end, like the beginning of the fourth quarter, it was a bad look. But I think most of his 
Um, bad play was the result of missed shots and not turnovers, but it had all the makings for a classic great Thunder Rockets game, and then the second quarter happened, and like I said, if you're a Rockets fan, you had a lot of fun, and it just seemed like the script got flipped completely mm-hmm. in the second half because Houston was doing nothing that they did well in the first half. They right. weren't hitting shots, and yes, you got to give all the credit in the world to uh, Dennis Schroeder, the Thunder, for going on that run. But again, a lot of this is because guys just weren't hitting shots. I mean, the Rockets, what, were 50% from the three-point line in the first half. They end the game shooting 35%, 16 to 45. So um, I'm trying to remember. I think, did they did they only hit four threes in the second half? Oh, uh, I think they only hit four threes unless I looked at the wrong number at the As in like only took three? Or no, took four? They only hit four. Uh, I okay. think they only hit four, and I think all of them were James. I think James Harden hit all of them. Um yeah, I mean other guys that were playing well in the first half, um Eric Gordon, Gerald Green, they weren't hitting shots. Uh random guys like um PJ Tucker and Nene were making some key defensive plays. I mean, Nene just blocked Jeremy Grant into mm-hmm. last year. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> PJ Tucker was bulldozing through screens and making it impossible for Paul George to do anything, which led to Russell Westbrook kind of being forced to take some bad shots. So credit to PJ Tucker. But um, yeah, it, it had a quite the thrilling finish. And, you know, we haven't even mentioned with Russ another triple double, mm-hmm. his 22nd of the year, his ninth consecutive triple double. And for those keeping score at home, he just tied the NBA record for consecutive triple doubles that was set by the Wilt Chamberlain in 1968. So if Russell gets a triple double on Monday against the tra- Trailblazers, he is, you know, he's on top of yet another triple double stat in NBA crazy. history. That is so crazy. And we will talk more about Russell Westbrook and all the great things that did happen in this game. But enough talk about this game for half a second. We're going to take you over to Naders, and he's going to take us around the association. All right, we got a full slate today. A couple blowouts. Magic over the Bucks, 103 to 83. What? I know. Jazz over the Spurs, 125 to 105 in Utah. Pacers over the Cavs, 105 to 90. And we got the Hornets over the Hawks. Yes, I know the Hawks lose again, 129 to 120. Raptors over the Knicks in New York, 104 to 99. The Knicks lost again? I know, this is such a shocker. (laughs) Clippers over the Celtics in Boston, 123 to 112. Wizards, 134. Bulls, 125 there in Chicago. And then we got the Grizzlies and Pelicans. Grizzlies on top, 99 to 90. And a couple bonus scores here for you. How about St. Louis Blues over in hockey with a 3-2 dub? And the Stars <laughs> drop one to the Arizona Coyotes, 3-2. And there's your update. I almost had to say what 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 score because I was looking as to why or like why how did Milwaukee lose I, I totally missed that Giannis Antetokounmpo was out tonight he was out with a knee injury and I mean still the, the Bucks should still win it's still kind of a shocking loss but I can at least understand it but by the time I had found that out the only thing I heard Nate say was three to two and I was like in the first quarter <laughs> overall oh oh worst oh, game hockey. played yes, in NBA yes, history yes yes, yes yes hockey or baseball one of those one of those scores one of those sports oh man okay so pretty talking about uh the bucks and magic did any of these other scores kind of pop out at you well let me look let me pull them up real quick i had them all and then like that just like really threw me for 
<laughs> threw me through a loop. Um, um, like the Celtics, of course, they lose to the Clippers, who, who God knows what the Clippers are trying to do. We don't know if they're going right. to buy everybody out and just tank and set themselves up for the free agency extravaganza in July. Um, we don't know if they still have the, despite trading away Tobias Harris, they still have the talent to possibly make a run into the eight spot. I mean, I don't know for all I know. Um, but of course, the interesting thing with that game is Kyrie Irving apparently uh, injured his knee. I think they called it a knee sprain, went to the locker room, never returned. Um, that's something that everybody needs to keep an eye on. Uh, the Pelicans, of course, lose. I- I'm kind of curious as to how m- how long did Anthony Davis play he played 34 minutes, 14 points, 16 rebounds. So he might have played this fourth quarter. <laughs> Who knows? He, uh, for those that don't know, he had kind of a nice stat line going into the fourth quarter in the Pelicans' last game um, at home, and then for whatever reason, he didn't play the fourth. <laughs> it's just it's like a, what so, so much, so much drama. Um, I did see Trey Young had a, yet another good stat line despite the L that they um, that Atlanta caught against the Hornets. So um, good. Good night of basketball overall. Uh, I caught a little bit of the Pacers Cavs. The Pacers are kind of interesting to me because everybody is, of course, really sad about Victor Lodipo mm-hmm. m- missing the year. But, you know, before Victor hurt, you know, got himself hurt for the rest of the year, he missed quite a few games this year and the Pacers still won. Mm-hmm. Now, the Pacers ceiling, of course, gets dropped significantly without their best player in Victor Oladipo. But, you know, it does say something to the coaching staff of Indiana, to the players of Indiana, and that includes DeMontis Sabonis, former Thunder player. Um, These guys continue to win. And yes, they play in the Eastern Conference. And yes, tonight it was just against Cleveland. But, you know, kudos, anytime a team wins without their best player, especially as gruesome of a injury as it was and the ramifications of that injury, you know, just kudos to the Pacers. Keep winning. You know, it's fun to watch teams play despite you know, adversity. You know, that's one of the only, I mean, not really one of the only teams, but I mean, kind of one of the only teams that the Thunder hasn't played yet. And it's kind of a shame that Vic's not going to be out there. I think it would have been really fun to kind of see uh, both Sabonis and Oladipo go back up against the Thunder just because, I mean, they were pretty loved when they were here for the, uh, what, one year. But um, not even one year. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think, no, they were here for a year. I believe. No, I can't remember. Right. They got, they got traded on draft night. Um, 2016, mm-hmm. and oh, when did Paul get traded? I can't remember. I don't really know. But no, kind of disappointing about that. It kind of looks like this Clippers-Celtics game is a lot like the Thunder game tonight, just because the Celtics outscored the Clippers in the first quarter, 43-20, to and then the Clippers outscored the Celtics 42-26 to in the fourth quarter to win the game. So, like Brady said, a lot of good basketball going on, and uh, definitely some things to keep an eye out for. I mean, the season's not over yet, and yeah, the Thunder have all-star break. I mean, every team has all-star break coming up, but the- you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they perform coming out of that. Big thing is, is tonight the Denver Nuggets did not play play the thunder one of course um they are one game back in the loss column to the denver nuggets the nuggets are 37 and 18 the thunder are 36 and 19 and while it might be a little difficult for the thunder to still catch them despite just being one game back um because of the way denver plays and because of how successful they've been despite their plethora of injuries they've had all year um they're they're setting themselves up for quite a post all-star break run because Three is the magic. Three or two are obviously the magic number. You do not want to get Golden State in the first round. Right. You don't want to get them in the second round. You want to put them off until the Western Com- a potential Western Conference Finals matchup. The Thunder should really like where they are. They've got a little bit of cushion ahead of Portland at thirty three and twenty one. Of course, they got that matchup coming up Monday night. 
And it'll be kind of a new look Trailblazers team who've gone through some acquisitions and some trades, uh, most notably getting Rodney Hood. I think that'll be kind of a good, I think that's a good take for them. Uh, he, he He's good at a few things. I mean, he kind of showed himself for what he was in that Cleveland run last year with LeBron James. But as a complimentary piece, you know, he can't hurt for Portland. But uh, regardless of that, just a huge game Monday night. You know, the Thunder have a big emotional win tonight. They got to turn right around, return back to Oklahoma City t- um, tonight and get ready for that game against Portland on Monday. So just based on what you have seen the Thunder or how you've seen the Thunder perform after big emotional wins, maybe even some big emotional loss, what are you kind of expecting for Monday night's game, Brady? Yeah, you know, Portland, it's it's going to be weird because James Harden, of course, brings out the emotion of the yeah. Thunder defense because everybody is on high alert because the guy can just he can destroy you in so many different ways. So he broke every, like four ankles tonight. Yeah, and Paul George had five fouls. Terrence Ferguson had five fouls. Um, somebody else had four. Let's see where where is it? No, I, I guess they. Hmm, I guess that got knocked off. Russell, I thought Russell Westbrook had four. He ends up with three. Um, just every perimeter defender that they throw at James Harden consistently <laughs> was in danger of fouling out. So that's the kind of pressure that James Harden and the Houston Rockets put you through. We all know kind of the monkey that the that the um, Portland Trail Brazers were on the Thunder's back for the last few years. Of course, they swept the Thunder last year 4-0. The Thunder finally defeat Portland on the road for the first time since, um, I mean, was Obama still president yes. when this was going on? <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you always want to play, you, you know, it's always better to play these teams at home. But, you know, Dame Lillard, you know, he brings out that. I'm going to get you in Russell Westbrook. Right. And we, we saw that in that win a few weeks ago where um, Russ said, I've been kicking that A for no. years now <laughs> to to Dame Lillard. And, of course, they, they of course, embraced after the game. I, those two highly respect each other. They just There's just something about that matchup that brings out kind of the dog in each one of them, and it's always fun to watch. Um, but I think that the Thunder have kind of gotten over that hurdle with Portland, at least mentally. Um, and I like this. De- I like the the way this team defends and can def- and show itself in certain spurts because, like we said, the defense has been falling off recently. Um, I like the Thunder's chances, but it's just one of those games where, just like today, I, I wasn't going to be surprised win or lose because the- when you get to the West, you know, when you're talking about the Western Conference, every team is good. Yeah. No, and I I think that's going to be. That definitely is going to be a big test. It's going to put the Thunder in a position to kind of tell a lot about where they are at this point of the season. And like you keep saying, I mean, with the All-Star break coming up, you have to end on a high note if you want to come back on a high note. So, I mean, looking at them hosting the Trailblazers on Monday as soon as they come back from this win in Houston, that's going to be such a tell-all of how they perform that night. So, uh, but yeah, I guess we shall see. But 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. You guys are listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. I almost say that wrong every single time. But I am Madison Morris. That's Brady. Who named this show? I don't know. But uh, that is Brady Trantham. Nate Baldwin is behind the glass. Before we guys, or before we take you guys to break, we are going to talk about a uh, who dad dunk dad. See, I always really want to do the voice for this, but I never feel like it's going to be. Oh, or like, uh, or like somebody down in the bayou watching a basketball. Go talk. No, I'm talking. I'm talking a little bit. Nate, Nate is a man of many accents. He can sound like a uh, Canadian. From I feel like he actually is Canadian. Oh, don't you know? But oh my god, he's Canadian. People, I swear. Are you from the Great White North? Oh, you know, I love Canada. Eh? <laughs> oh, Canada. I'm just eh? down here in the states with you, Yanks. I, th- <laughs> I think. 
I think Nate might be a spy as well. He does accents way too well. <laughs> All right, we'll join the club, Nate. But uh, for our who dat dunk dat, uh, my who dat dunk dat is going to go to uh, who, who did I even give it to? Oh, it was Paul George. It Paul was, Jorge. Yes, I was like, wow, can't even read my own notes. But with 8.40 left in the third quarter, Russell Westbrook literally takes the ball out of Kenneth, Kenneth Freed's hands. That's just rude. It was rude, but it was dirty and filthy, and I liked it. And he dumps it out to Paul George, who has a nice one-handed dunk over James Harden. It makes the score 78-60, to 60, which, yes, that is still an 18-point deficit. But uh, this really sparked OKC to make their next three shots and bring it back to 80-66. And that's when Houston called their first timeout, which was more of like a, one of those panic timeouts, where it's like, oh my gosh, this other team actually doesn't suck as bad as we thought they did. We need time out to re uh, reboot re, or whatever. Reevaluate our, exactly. our line of thinking here. So that that was kind of a big moment for Oklahoma City, just because Houston really hadn't taken any of those uh, panic timeout yet or panic timeouts yet. So uh, I, I don't know. I thought that was a really cool thing, and of course it was over James Harden. So that was a big moment for Paul. It was a big moment for Oklahoma City in general, and uh, that just it, I don't know. It really ignited something. So that's my who dad. I'm sure Twitter loved it. Twitter loved it. <laughs> My who dat dunk that is it. going to be uh, it's going to be from Terrence Ferguson to Nerlens Noel. So two unlikely um, players involved in a who dat dunk that. Of course, I'm sure Nerlens has been the recipient of this illustrious award a few times, and I'm sure Terrence has as well. But it's hardly a Terrence Ferguson assist to Nerlens Noel. But into the third quarter, Terrence Ferguson. Pump fakes at the elbow, three-point line, puts the ball on the floor, which is what he was trying to do all summer league. Yeah. And it looked it it looked like a work in progress, I'll just say. <laughs> but all that work and all this confidence that he's that he's developed in this huge stretch since December started, it's really coming to the surface now because he pump fakes, puts the ball on the floor, and just throws this hesitation lob to Nerlens Noel, a guy who has had so many potential lobs, mm-hmm. <laughs> but because of some very poor passing from Dennis Schroeder in the lob department, mm-hmm. has never been able to throw down as many as he'd like to, but he was able to finish this one, and it really capped off a great third quarter, which set up a great win for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it. Yes, but, you do. Yes, I, I just enjoy dunks. Gets my blood flowing. But I am Madison Morris. That's Brady Tranth. We have Nate Baldwin behind the glass. We have one more break before we come back in. We're going to talk about uh, a couple games that the Thunder have coming up before our All-Star break. We'll talk about Paul George and Russell Westbrook going into All-Star break. And we also will touch a little bit on Alex Abrinas being waived today. So uh, stick with us. You are listening to the Thunder First Take postgame show as well as the OKC82 podcast, which will double as this show tonight because you have been listening to Brady and myself all night. So uh, when we get back we have more to dive into stick with us on 1077 the franchise 1079 in tulsa remember remember we are not the animal we are 1077 the franchise remember when you gave that cute girl across the aisle a valentine your first big romantic move and she thought you were pretty cool Lewis Jewelers can help you make a great romantic move this Valentine's Day. In fact, when you want to win her heart, Lewis Jewelers is where you start. How about diamond earrings, a superb gift? We have them in all sizes and prices, and we have a special trade-up option that allows you to trade them back to us at a later date for a larger pair, and you get all your money back. Or you might give her a beautiful red ruby. Lewis Jewelers' choices include rings, pendants, bracelets, and earrings set with this romantic gem. 
We have a wonderful selection of colored gemstone jewelry and exciting gifts from under $100. And no one offers you a finer selection of engagement rings. That's the ultimate romantic surprise. So make your first romantic move this Valentine's Day a visit to Lewis Jewelers on I-35 and more. We work harder to be your jeweler. Wouldn't you rather say, it came from Lewis Jewelers? Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-600-8199. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-600-8199. That's 1-800-600-8199. 1-800-600-8199. If you are drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of the special IRS tax programs that are available and will free you from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardships consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and can't afford to pay them back, or you even have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to live in fear. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline. Do not take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even go after your Social Security check. Call Community Tax today, 800-524-9341. To end your tax troubles, call now, 800-524-9341. Get a free consultation. Call 800-524-9341. That's 800-524-9341. It's time for some straight talk. It's tax refund time, hallelujah. What are you going to do with all that glorious extra cash? A new drone? No, it'll end up in the tree. Here's a better plan. Try Straight Talk Wireless and get 25 gigs of high-speed data for just 45 bucks a month. All on America's best 4G LTE network. Plus, save up to $200 on a Samsung Galaxy S9 with in-store activation. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. See terms at straighttalk.com. I used to have a sweet tooth. Had it removed when I was a kid. So what do I crave instead of chocolate? A big red box from Granger. Granger satisfies my craving for great customer service with 24-7 support, effortless ordering, and same-day pickup or next-day delivery options. No busy signals, no cavities. I love Granger. You know why? Because when it comes to reliable product and technical support, Granger's got your back. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Postgame Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Nate Baldwin with the tunes. Played this one just for you. Yes, please. Just so I could sing. Won't you come? Okay, too high. No, that was good. Hi, Keep everyone. going. 
Welcome back into the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. I am Madison Morris alongside Brady Trantham, Nate Baldwin for one more segment. You guys are not rid of us yet. Mwahaha. But we are uh, we have been talking about the Thunder's win over the Houston Rockets tonight at 117 to 112. Big time win for the Thunder on the road before they return home to face the Portland Trailblazers on Monday. My goodness. This yes. was just so fun. Yeah, the Thunder scored more points than the Rockets tonight. Um, they did so by putting the ball in the basket, and uh, they didn't foul as much as they could have. And yeah, the Thunder won. Yeah, that, was, I mean, for all of those who I, are just now learning I, the sport of basketball. I'm tired. I'm spent. That was, that was a fun game. It was a fun basketball yes, game. Yes, Brady and I were just on top of the table screaming and throwing things, and now we are just spent. But yeah. it was worth it now that the Thunder have their 36th win of the season, their third straight win. And uh, yeah, putting Houston to the test and sending them bye-bye. Goodbye. They're home. Fare thee well, my bearded, <laughs> my bearded brethren. So before we get out of here tonight, we are going to talk about a couple of games uh, the Thunder have coming up. Of course, All-Star break is approaching and they will be off for a while, except for uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, who will be participating in the All-Star game. And also Hamadou Diallo, who will be part of the dunk contest doing some skills. So, uh, Bree. Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, that kid. So, uh Tell, just tell us a little bit about what you're expecting to see from guys like Russell Westbrook and Paul George as they go into the All-Star game with some of the fun little teammates they have. And uh, we can even talk about Hamadou a little bit. You know, I'd be remiss um, to not to not mention for our very, very wonderful and well-educated listeners, uh, not to mention that Buddy Heald is also going to be in the hey, All-Star festivities and, and Trey Young. Um, so everybody get their Boomer Sooners out for that one. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a really fun uh, All-Star weekend for the state of Oklahoma for basketball. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh Hamadou Diallo, I'm very excited for this dunk competition because um I love Dennis Smith. I think he's a phenomenal athlete and a great dunker, so I'm excited to see him go out there, do his thing. I'm excited for Hamadou Diallo. Um I think you and I have seen quite a few dunks in our time covering him. Oh yeah. Um it's it's gonna be fun. And then you've got I mean Dirk Nowitzki in the three point contest, which I mean, God love him. I don't know if he can make it around the entire arc in time, but you know, he's going to do it. It's going to be fun to watch one last time, probably. Um, <laughs> I would probably, um, I'd probably say, um, I, I'm kind of glad that Russell got traded to Team Giannis because I didn't want to all, I didn't want to see all those sarcastic tweets of, oh, did you guys know that Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant were no, all the same team? Good one, guys. Because okay. I, I didn't know that. Seriously, I, I've been in a, I've been in a coma for ten years. Why are you all laughing at me? Had no idea that James Harden and Kevin Durant used to play in Oklahoma City. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's a, that's a many story. moons ago. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kind of excited for this All Star Game just because I like the roster. I like the guys that are playing in it. There are guys uh, like. Uh, Bradley Bill and uh, Kimba Walker that I think are going to be super interesting. But of course, we're going to see guys that we have been seeing for a couple years now, like Russell Westbrook, uh, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, uh, James Harden. And then, of course, you're going to have team captains like Giannis and LeBron James. He's kind of good. So I I don't know. I think this is going to be a good all-star game. I think it's great to see uh, Paul George being selected as a starter. That just looks great for the state of Oklahoma, for the Thunder organization. And of course, this is Russell's eighth straight 
or eighth overall or eighth appearance or what what is uh it? yeah he had that one year where he was hurt so it's right. his overall i believe so it's his overall eight, yeah. it's his eighth gotcha so that's gonna be fun and like brady was saying i'm super pumped to see hamadou diallo this guy is extremely talented he is the epitome of an athlete when it comes to this stuff uh he did if you didn't hear uh show this morning we do uh the thunder insider show every saturday morning unless there are other obligations but we did get to do our show this morning we talked a little bit about Hami, and Hami did say because uh he spoke at practice a couple days ago and he wouldn't really give us any kind of insight of what he was going to bring out he said he's not a big fan of props he is a big fan of zach levine and he likes all the new school stuff that's going on in the dunking world so i think he's going to whip out some really cool things that's something i'm super excited to watch Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything you said was right, Madison. Do you ever say anything <laughs> wrong? Uh, yes, quite often. But <laughs> yeah, there was that four-year stretch where I, I I can't remember what you were doing. You were cheering for something, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay, and now we're not gonna <laughs> go there. Uh, but before the All-Star break commences, the the Thunder do host Portland on Monday. We have talked a little bit about that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Valentine's Day when they will be in New Orleans to face uh, Anthony Davis and. The New Orleans Pelicans, who yeah. love Anthony Davis right now. You and I have a Valentine's Day date. We've got to do the OKC82 podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Pop the champagne. Pop the champagne here <laughs> in the studio. I think I'll be here, too. So. Oh, heck yeah. We're going to be joined by Naders. Oh, man. It's going to be a heck of that, a Valentine's I think that Day. Might, I think that might be Matt Ravis and Aaron Davis that night, because I think they're next in the rotation. Uh, but, well, I mean, we'll be here as well. So we're just all going to have I'll a just great show up time. Anyway. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll bring pizza. I'll put my pants on. Damn, <laughs> please do. But no, I think those are going to be two really good matchups uh, for the Thunder to leave off before they go into the All Star break. It's going to be a good test for them. I mean, I've said this over and over, but I think Portland is definitely going to be a very telling game for the Thunder. Of course, going to New Orleans, regardless of what's going on down there and all the drama and how they have been playing, that's still going to be a good game no matter what. And I mean, everyone says this in the league, but every game is going to be an important game when it's on the road. So I think those are going to be great games for the Thunder to leave off. But, uh, Brady, do you have a uh, stat cat for us tonight? Because if you do, we can go into that, Naders. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? talk about this real fast because before we get out of here we do want to give Brady and I are probably not going to say a lot on this just because it is a little bit of a sensitive matter but we will talk a little bit about Alex Sabrinas and what happened today um Real quick, my stat cat is a little vanilla, but I thought it was kind of a big standout, and it's something I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, but when Houston was able to outscore Oklahoma City 42-23 to in the worst quarter, uh, which was the second quarter, and then Oklahoma City was able to retaliate and outscores the Rockets 42-20 to in quarter three, and I think that was the most telling, and Dennis was able to have 13 of his 17 in that quarter alone. This ties OKC's highest scoring uh, third quarter of the season, so I think that was just kind of a big stat. That was a really good telling reversal of the game and that was able to kind of solidify this game for the Thunder even though they did have to fight in the fourth quarter it was able to get them back to the point where they were able to fight the Thunder had they attempted 30 free throws 18 of them were by Paul George and only three other players attempted free throws Jeremy Grant had two Russell Westbrook Dennis Schroeder each had five Uh, they hit four of them each Jeremy Grant split his two Paul George 15 of 18 the Thunder as a team you add all that up, and you know, addition is incredibly hard for me at least. Uh, 24 of 30, 80% from the foul line. 
Eh, pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And, and also, you know, it's pretty good, but it's amazing for a team that's not a very good free throw shooting team. The Rockets shot 73%. Now, James Harden hit 14 of his 15 free throws, but they, the Thunder, th- that big third quarter run and the eventual win late in the fourth quarter helped a lot by Kenneth Freed going one of five from the free throw line. Kenneth Freed, of course, picked up off the trash heap um, a few weeks ago. Um, had some good moments early on. Uh, he's an energy guy. He ends up with 17 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, had some moments where he was out playing Steven Adams, but a lot of that was due to the fact that the Thunder just decided to bring Steven Adams up higher in the defense instead of dropping him back like they, typ- like they typically do. Um, but overall, those that those four missed free throws really killed Houston, and the Thunder hitting their free throws really saved them. Brava, brava. But yes, some good stats. Good stats of the night. Good win by the Thunder. But uh, before we get out of here, we will touch a little bit on what happened today. It is, a, like I said, it's a sensitive matter. We're not going to dive too deep into it. Um, really quick, though, Madison, uh, shout out Chris Moody. He, uh, Chris R. Moody on Twitter, he just gave us a shout out. Oh, what's so, up, Chris? Thank Moody. you so much. Thank you, Chris. Um, but yes, yeah, so today the Oklahoma City Thunder announced that they did waive Alex Abrinas, and uh, Alex Abrinas has only appeared in two games since December 23rd. Uh, he was first out for illness, and then it turned into personal reasons. It became a little bit more serious when uh, it became more mysterious. So um, Brady and I don't know much. People really don't know much. Obviously, um, that can come out when Alex Abrinas is ready to tell, when the organization is ready to tell. Um, all I have to say about it, is that I thoroughly always enjoyed talking to Alex, being around Alex. He was a great person to be around, great player for the Thunder. Um, I was I was a little sad to hear the news just because, I mean, it, it's fun as a media member when you have a very well-spoken, uh, open, and someone who engages in the conversation if you're interviewing them or doing anything around them. So Alex was a great person. I wish him the best. I hope whatever's going on isn't too serious, but, uh, you know, good for Alex. I hope he does some good stuff later yeah, on. Yeah, it just it just seemed like, especially this year, that something something was bothering him. He never really got off to a good, um, to good footing. Now, of course, he played on a team that started the season off terribly, from shooting, so it wasn't just on Alex. He just happened to be an, a guy that the Thunder were looking to to hit shots, and he just never got hot. I mean, he had that he had that really great performance in the second half against Charlotte on the road early on in the year that helped them win. He hit seven three pointers in that game against the Atlanta Hawks in Oklahoma City with that atrocious halftime show. That uh, oh, god. oh god, gives me anxiety thinking about it. But um, yeah, so it's it's really unfortunate with what happened to Alex, but it's it's good to see that. Um, it wasn't just a simple, you, you're not playing, so we've got to cut bait right now and just like right. see ya. Like, that's the cold business of the NBA. No, it, um, according to r- reports, R- Royce Young from ESPN, it seems like it was a mutual parting between the two parties. Alex wanting to focus on whatever he's dealing with. He, he thinks that he needs to be away from basketball and, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, Whatever he's battling, and that's those are the words that Billy Donovan used on Tuesday night after the Orlando win. Whatever, whatever he's going through, he's still battling through a lot of things right now, and we're going to continue to be supportive of him, and we'll see what we can do with him moving forward. Right. I thought I thought that that quote was really telling uh, for a guy that can't say much about another guy who's out for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. It just really seemed like wow, he's not long for this basketball world but i don't want to make any assumptions i don't want to say anything publicly because it's somebody's life that we're talking about here but just unfortunate hopefully he can bounce back strong and maybe 
you know, get, whether it's overseas in Spain or in Europe somewhere or coming back to the NBA with a different team, hopefully he can bounce back strong and get over whatever he is uh, dealing with right now. No, definitely. And regardless of the situation, he's still a human being. So you have to understand that whatever's best for him, he needs to do that. So definitely wishing him well. But guys, that's going to wrap it up for the Thunder Post. Oh, my gosh, I really, said it wrong again. Really quick, Madison. Nate, hockey, do you, give me something now. Give me fire. All right. In the late 1800s, before it was like National Hockey League, the first puck that they used was a frozen cow patty. My that, goodness, that's and good this stuff was right where uh, it like the game that we know it now kind of started in Montreal, so it would have been up there. You're Man. only gonna get that here, people. Those Canadians only are just they're, they're just so versatile. They can just make they can make a hockey puck out of cows. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you are a very smart Canadian. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to do it for us. This has been the Thunder First Take, first take Post Game Show. I'm going to get this right eventually, guys. I really am. So you got to say Giannis Antetokounmpo pretty uh, Giannis well. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Just, yeah, there you go. You oh, worked on well, it. Well, that's the first time I've ever done that right. <laughs> but, guys, this has been the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. I am Madison Morris. That's Brady Trantham. That's Nate Baldwin. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Uh, keep up with us. Franchise okay. We're going to have some good stuff. And Brady and I thoroughly enjoyed covering the Thunder. So once again, the Thunder defeat the Rockets tonight, 117 to 112. They advance to 36 and 19 in the season. They will be back home on Monday night to host the Portland Trailblazers. And you can catch this dynamic duo there. Woo! Woo! So thank you guys so much. Enjoy your Saturday night. You have been listening to to 1077 the franchise 1079 in Tulsa. Happy birthday, Matt. Oh, mother It was really weird first part of the show. I was just wondering if that was a post game basketball show. Seemed like it was something else, but. Yeah, I ain't met player P, you know. No, I love them. I'm always going to love them. But I'd almost be willing to stand in front of the post office and give you 30 minutes to draw a crowd and give me a public ass whooping. The experience is unmatched. We're good, streaky! Let's go!